Welcome back to another episode of the Creator Clubhouse podcast. My name is Prince. I am your host, along with my co-hosts, Vieira and DJ. What up? What's up? So, what's up, guys? How was the weekend? So splendid. It was epic. It was a very epic weekend. It was. It was my birthday. Uh, I turned 32 on Friday, celebrated a birthday party, uh, had a few friends come up, and DJ and Vieira, and we had... We just had a dandy time. We had ourselves a weekend. It was a, it was very packed full of activities <laughs> and fun and food. Yeah. So much good food. Good Sushi. food. We ate yeah. well. Sushi was fire. That breakfast bagel with uh, the, with the day guac two. and the, yeah, yeah, day and two the bacon. breakfast bagel. That changed my life. That was I'm a new man. I was baptized. <laughs> yeah. It made the guac with the bread. Yeah. I think we put with blue sky at a at a business on Sunday. Um but we thought it would be kind of cool to chat about, you know, turning 32 and, and kind of chatting about some of the things that I've experienced and learned over the last decade and things that I wish I would have knew when I was 22 and just kind of getting started and all this stuff. So, yeah. So do you feel, first of all, do you feel different being 32? Was there like a noticeable change day so, of your birth? Yeah, bro, for sure. I mean, when the clock hit midnight, it was just like, uh, <laughs> I didn't notice your mustache like a, got a little thicker, right? Yeah. A little thicker. It was like a couple grays, a sea of gray. I yeah. feel like I lost, I lost, uh, I lost my vision. I couldn't see in color for like <laughs> three minutes. It was just, everything was black and white. Yeah. Uh, which I think was just like, you know, just my body just going into like elderly shock for a moment as oh I was turning gosh. into 32. Mm-hmm. But uh, I no. like how it's like the number's thirty two. It's not just like, oh, you turned thirty or forty or fifty, yeah. you know, it's like it's thirty two. Like, yeah. It's, so, it's different than the other ones. So it's the most different. Thirty two hits different. It does. Um, no, I mean to be honest, dude, I feel younger. I feel younger today at thirty two than I did at thirty one at thirty. I felt more alive than I've ever felt. I mean, I I feel fantastic. Thirty two's yeah. been been amazing, but it doesn't really feel any, I just feel great. I don't know if it's spring. I don't know if it's just it's like springtime. And yeah, uh, but I feel fantastic. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty lit too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we wanted to just ask if there was like some takeaways, like from from all of your years of experience. Now that you're an old, <laughs> wise, mature man, mature. Uh, if there are some key takeaways that you, that you have from all of your years of experience and things that you want to impart to the listeners for sure lots lots learned over these years yeah um dude i think one of the biggest ones for me would be allowing your intuition to help you and to guide you i think is is a big one i think i went against my personal intuition for so long and it caused so much more uh, friction in my day-to-day experiences than were necessary. Hmm. And so I think, you know, that's something I really wish I would have, I would have understood at, at 22 is to really, you know, to trust yourself and to trust your intuition. I think it's tough when you're young, you, 
you look up to people and you look up to, you know, people that are older than you, more intelligent than you, have achieved more than you or whatever it may be. And a lot of times you take their advice or these things as fact and you and you try to implement these things into your life. And it didn't really work out that well for me, a lot of that stuff. And I, you know, as I got older, I became a little more wise and, 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 and understood that, you know, I need to follow my own in like, I have my own compass. Like we all have our internal compass. We have a true North. Uh, we have a, it's a guidance system. We have like this insane, highly intelligent guidance system that will naturally take us in the direction that we're supposed to, to be in mm. if we just kind of tune in and, and, and listen to it. And so that was one thing. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing that I wish I would have yeah. have known at, you know, 22 that listen to your heart. I know now. Yeah. Yeah. And connecting with that yes. guidance system. What are we going to say? I thought you were singing Cascade. Oh, no. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I kind of chuckled. It's true, though. Sorry, I'm listening. Yeah. No, you good. I agree. I agree. I think your heart, your heart knows the way. That was on my list, too, of takeaways. We're all going to kind of do some of our um, old man or woman takeaways. <laughs> uh, and mine was that. It's that your heart's smarter than your brain. Your brain uh, like will always think that it knows the way or it knows what needs to happen or just like, you can get really in your head about stuff, but I feel like when you trust your gut and you really learn to have that like heart mind connection to be like, I need to check in with my gut. It it always knows. And anytime you, anytime I personally have ignored that feeling of like, I need to be cautious here or like I should be listening to my heart a little bit more and I ignore it. And you like push that to the side. It's always turned out bad for me and just every time. And it's just like your, your heart knows you just got to trust it for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that goes, you know, along with that intuition is really like making the time. It's like a, it's like a skill, like anything else, like working out, like it's a muscle that you have to build. And so you really have to, to tune into your heart, you know, quiet down, go in a quiet place and and feel like, imagine like what I do is I I literally imagine myself going into an emerald tunnel. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like in an emerald cave and this emerald cave is like my heart. And I'm just like sitting, I go sit in the middle of this, of this cave uh, and, and try to experience that and, mm. and feel and connect with that. Yeah. Um, I, and that helps me. I got, I'm a visual, I got to visualize, yeah. you know, I do something really similar. Like I'll imagine that I am coming up to an intersection and think, does this feel like a green light? Does it feel like a yellow light or a red light? Or do I do I need to take a totally different direction? And sometimes I'll just blow, sometimes I just blow through honestly. And I just don't even think. And then other times I'm like, okay, pause. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like pausing before you act mm-hmm. to like check in. And like you're saying, it is like a muscle. It's like that voice will get louder the more you listen to it. Mm-hmm. And like, as you do things more and like check in like that, that becomes more present. Well, you, and so it, it gets easier. I feel like as you get older, right. it's like, I, I know I'm making a lot less reckless decisions now as an old man than I made when I was younger. Cause I'm like, you check in a little bit. Well, it's like you learn to recognize the signals, mm-hmm. you know, and I noticed that with myself. Like I can ask, I can ask myself a question and I can feel whether it's something I should pursue or if it's wrong or if it's right or whatever it may be. And I, I get like a feeling when something's like not accurate for me or not true and not something I need to uh, proceed with. Like I get like this weird feeling in my lower gut, like an uncomfortable, Your like spirit. A, and then, and then when things are, when it's like a yes, like this is the right thing, I get like this warmth, a different feeling, but hot in my heart. 
So interesting. One's in my gut and it's like yeah. a, like a hurt stomach, like weird feeling. And then I have like this pure and it's instant. Like I can yeah. go from question to here and then question. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, uh, and it's so nice and I just trust, yeah. you know, it helps me just like move on with things in my life that I could sit and contemplate forever, uh, because my lack of understanding, but you know, having faith in, in that and just moving forward with it. So that's good. Yeah. That's a big one. Um, I think the, another one that I understand now that I wish I understood when I was 22 was that, you know, you, I am a direct reflection of my life is a direct reflection of who I am. Mm. And it's an energy thing. It's like my outer world is a direct reflection of my, of myself. It's a mirror. Um, and I'm projecting every, you know, I'm projecting a reflection. uh, I'm projecting a reflection everywhere I go based on my energy, based on my own love, based on what I'm feeding myself, based on my thoughts, my actions, my feelings towards people, what I'm putting out. I'm realizing that I'm constantly, I realize I'm a generator. I'm constantly, constantly projecting, uh, energy. And as I raise my thoughts, as I think more purely and highly of, of myself, I think more highly and purely of other people. And because I'm doing that, I'm because I'm loving myself and and I'm thinking and feeling more highly of myself. I eat differently. I choose to ingest different things into my body. Uh, and these things all, these things all echo, you know, Mm. and it ends up creating this, you know, I talk about living on these different vibrational planes a lot. And I've experienced that a lot in my life. At 22, I was living on a very low vibrational plane. I attracted a lot of pain and a lot of unwanted experiences uh, that create a lot of adversity that were all great learning experiences. Looking back, uh, I wouldn't have changed anything, but looking back at the same time, it also just didn't need to be that challenging it's like you le- I learned a lot, but it's like it didn't you it was self created. It's not like you your life was a lot more difficult than it needed to be because yeah. of your choices and yeah. your thoughts and the just the vibration that you were at. And so uh that's something that I really wish I knew uh at twenty two was to just be more so so much more aware uh that you yeah. create your own reality based mm-hmm. off of, you know, all of these these things that we don't, it's an ecosystem. We don't think about our thoughts, yeah. our feelings, our words, what we watch. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like your input is going to determine what the output of your life is, like what you're taking in, whether it's reading, whether it's food, like you are an input device, what you're consuming in turn, just like a plant. If like a plant doesn't have the right nutrients, it's not going to grow. Same thing with you. Like you take things in and then you output. And so the higher quality you're taking in, the better quality your output's going to be. And it's like really that simple. You could apply that to anything. You could apply it to knowledge. You could apply it to like exercise, fitness, health, food. It's like just take in quality things and your output's going to be higher quality. And that's like relationships. I feel like that could be just applied to any area of your life. For sure. I want to sound smarter when I talk. Read books from smarter people. Especially with creatives. Like being being a creator, they're like, like – Here's the difference. Prince at 25 starting AOV was super competitive with any other company doing anything remotely similar. Like everything was a competition. We're yeah. the biggest, we're the best, 
you know, we did this first. You guys are copying us. Oh, you guys are by like, it was all about, it was so competitive because mm-hmm. I was in that lower vibrational field. Uh, at 32, like there is no, I don't like everyone can win. There's no yeah. competition. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's love thy neighbor. Yeah. That's, you know, that's all it is, is love thy neighbor. And lo- like you'll grow so much faster as a creator. If you just, uh, respect and love and, and, and pay homage to all the creators that are out there doing it. And when you see their stuff to just embrace it and show it love rather than taking it as like a, instead of leading with fear yeah. and, you know, having that defense mechanism is like, Oh, they copied that or whatever it may be. Just realize like you're, you're not doing anything to them, but you are creating, you know, you are creating more pain for yourself by stepping into that lower frequency and you'll attract that. People will say the same things about your artwork, you know, uh, what goes around comes around. Like it's, it's like stuff you learn when you're a kid, but it doesn't resonate and it doesn't resonate. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Hey. we caught it. That was awesome. Good job. Doesn't resonate. We've been roasting Prince about saying resonate because he said it a lot of times and He's, he's catching it now. He's there. That's another thing uh, Prince has learned now that he's 32 is how to say resonate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Got um, that. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but I think, what goes around comes around. Yeah. You know? I, I think to that point, it's like, it's like, even with people copying you or with like wanting to create things, I think that this is, this is like my philosophy as a creator is like i want to be like a tree i know you guys have probably heard this lots of times but um like a tree doesn't get mad when someone comes and picks an apple off of it because it's a tree it can just create more apples and so that's the way that i want to be it's and then apples have seeds in them that can create more trees and it's like as a creator that should just kind of flow out of you and it's like if people are taking your ideas or copying what you're doing to me, I'm like, okay, well that means that I'm doing something original or something that, that is gaining people's attention or they see it and they're like, okay, I want whatever that is. And like some people just don't know how to, how to use someone as an influence and how to just like blatantly copy. And like, I never want to blatantly copy somebody else, but if somebody does that to me, like, I understand now and I'm like, okay, I get where that's coming from. And like, maybe the methods are weird, but I get it. Right. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, oh, yeah. Don't you think it all kind of boils down to living in abundance versus scarcity? percent. Like that fear or like being almost like victimized, like everyone's out to get me and trying to like, but if you like the apple thing yeah. with the seeds, it's like, Oh no. Like, Yeah. No, I agree. And I think it's the same. It could be the same thing. It's like the same situation happens, but your attitude is one way or another way. So it's like somebody takes an idea and like very lightly adjusts your idea to fit them. You could either be like, oh, that person's weak or that person sucks. Like all they do, all they ever do is copy me, whatever. Or you could be like, you know what? I'm a tree. And if I inspired them to do something, that's great. They can take it and go wrong with it. And hopefully they don't like copy everything. Like when someone starts showing up in the same clothes as you and like, it I'm gets kind of weird. I'm trying to figure out who copied you. Stop. <laughs> like <laughs> something happened. Yeah. Something what happened to you? There's definitely, <laughs> there's people in my life who watch things that I do and like very, very, uh, like 
nonchalantly just copy them and it's okay so I'm like okay if i it. come back next week with audio technica headphones these are grotto headphones oh oops. yeah sorry they looked like audio <laughs> we are not sponsored yeah um <laughs> all right cool bro gelato headphones all right yeah no, no. you can get them online gibraltars at- yeah <laughs> I think a big one is like, you know, this is your life. Make your own rules. Like I've always like within being a good person, there's like universal laws, right? It's like, you don't steal from people. You don't like, there's certain things you just don't do. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, dude, I, I very much so like marching to the beat of my own drum, yeah. uh, has brought so much joy and happiness and such better results um, and I think that's, that's important. Um, like this is your life, yeah. like make your own rules. Like you don't have to do things the way that everyone did them. You don't have to go to this school. You don't have to go get this job. You don't have to climb this ladder. You don't have to buy that house. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Like you really don't. Yeah. And so like, don't, you know, I, I, what I wish that I would have known when I was younger, I, I felt like I forced myself to do a lot of things because I felt like that was just like pressure culture. That's like, that's what we're supposed to mm-hmm. do. Like, um, uh, and it created a lot of tension because like I was like, not, I was always more rebellious and like, you know, deep down in my heart, I wanted to do my own thing yeah, and do things my way. But outwardly I felt like I had to, I had to play the game the way that everyone was playing the game to not rub anyone the wrong way and to not like hurt my chances of making it or whatever it might be, you know? Uh, and it's just like at 32, I realized I'm like, it's just not, it's just not true. Yeah. It's funny. I heard Tia say something this weekend because people were talking about like your house and they're like, Oh my gosh, I love the design and like the look and the layout and like the furniture, all of it. And Tia said something uh, that actually like really hit me kind of different. I was like, Oh, that's super interesting. Just the way that she said it. But she was like, she was like, you can go on Pinterest and you can like look at all this stuff, but don't try and like replicate what someone else is doing. Just do what you do and it'll all kind of flow and come together. And she's like, that's what, that's what we're doing. We're, we're just doing what we do. And she said, you can create a lot of tension when you're trying to make it like something else, it doesn't have to be like anything. Just make it like you. And I was like, interesting like that. I feel like that's like a principle for, for life. It's like, you can see what other people are doing. You can admire it, but it's like, if you just copy, you're going to have tension. Cause you're like, well, uh, for example, it's like, okay, you look at a Pinterest thing and you're like, okay, they have a Brown couch and a black wall and white picture frames and this and that. And like, you can, you might get the Brown couch, but you might not have the white picture frames. And then you can create tension being like, well, I need to match that, but you don't just do what you do. And like, sometimes it comes together. Sometimes it doesn't, but, but be self-aware enough to be like, okay, these things don't match. These don't mix. But like, don't copy. Right. Create your own rules, you know? And that was a big thing. That was a big thing with our home. Like we were, we were, we were feeling like we didn't know exactly how we wanted to to set it up and we were overthinking it. And I'm just like, Hey, we had this talk where it's like, like we're vibes. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like we're just going to go do like, yeah. let's just go start buying stuff. Like we were like, we couldn't think about doing it all piecing it out because exactly. we wanted it to do to do it in one and done yeah. right yeah. and it just doesn't work that way and we're just like 
the reality is like it's gonna be cool to us. Who yeah. like who cares? It goes back to who cares what anyone thinks. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care that it doesn't f- have a theme. You can't walk in there and you're like, oh, this house is definitely yeah. this theme. There's Mid-century no theme. Mo- yeah, it's just it's like kind of its own thing. Yeah, uh, but that's what makes it unique, and that's why people are vibing with it. Where they're just like, wow, like this is cool. Like this yeah. isn't like something you would just see on. Uh, Pinterest or whatever it may be. Cause it's not, it's yeah. just like, this is just a direct reflection of who we are. We yep. found unique pieces and cool things and there's really nice things. There's, there's, there's expensive things we've bought. There's thrift shop things, furniture there's, that you've made. There's yeah, there's yeah. bricks and wood things. There's just yeah. like, yeah, uh, I think that's how stuff in your life should be too. It should be an expression of you. It's always nice to have good, nice, like high quality things. But not everything has to be that way. And it should just, it, you should have things around you that bring you joy. For sure. And like, it shouldn't all come from stuff. But like, I like beautiful things. I'm sure you guys do too. And it's like, it just should be an expression. It's an extension of you. Like your stuff, I feel like is an extension of you. And like, if you're being true to yourself, that it kind of comes easily. Like For sure. picking the right stuff. And like, even like with your own personal style and stuff, it starts to, that might just be part of getting older, you know, or maybe you just stop caring. I don't know, but I think, I mean, I think that relates to another thing that I've learned, you know, that I've realized at 32 that I didn't realize at 22 was that creating a space and having like your home space. Mm, that's good. Uh, creating an environment for yourself to thrive is so important for whatever reason when like, and I shouldn't speak for all young people, but for myself, like I just never, like I just never thought about my my space was always just like an, a, a space to entertain other people or to, to look a certain way or whatever it may be. But my space was never just like my mm-hmm. space, like 100% me. It was always, it was the, what's the coolest thing on pin- Oh my gosh, look at that bedroom. That's amazing. Like, let's go redo this or let's go redo that. Um, but it's so important to have a space to, for you to lay your head to energize. Cause it gives you energy. Like when, mm-hmm. at least for me, I notice that when I'm in a space that's not true to me, I find my, I find it hard to get comfortable. I, I find it hard to rest and, and recharge and to feel inspired and to feel at home. Uh, but when I create places that are true to myself, uh, it feels really good to be in that space. I feel very much so at home. I feel energized. I don't feel the need to leave anywhere or to be anywhere else. And so uh, I think it's really important to create a space and an environment for you, especially for your creative work. Yeah. You know, like if, if like you guys saw that in our house, we have like a lot of different environments. Like we have all these subspaces. So we have like the overall vibe of the house, but then in each room, there's all these different, uh, spaces that we've created for, yeah. for, for different things. And I think it's important uh, to create spaces where you can do your thing. And so if you're an artist and you're creating things like your creative space should be awesome and it should feel good to be there and it should inspire you and it should like, and don't, and don't, you know, don't let your resources limit that. Yeah. Like you can get so creative and, mm-hmm. and make so many things and you can, I mean, you can make a space, that people will, you know, will love and spend practically nothing. You know, it's all about just that, uh, just being creative, mm-hmm. you know, and being creative and, and doing your thing. So I think that's a big one. V, do you have anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking about 
in my apartment when I lived downtown, how people would come over and be like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And it was funny because the things people liked the most was like this magazine rack I got. At, it wasn't, it was like free from an estate sale. And then like just random things you get along the way. And I made these drapes with just drop cloths. Like I wanted this specific type of canvas for curtains and it was like going to be like $500. And I was like, wait, I could just get those little clippy things and get a drop cloth that's like that same height because yeah. it was really tall windows. Yeah. And I did it all for $30. People loved them. Yeah. That's money. But it's just like little things like that where it's like you don't have to go to West Elm all the time. Yeah. No, or never. Like, <laughs> I, honestly, that goes. Stay out of West Elm. That, yeah. That's my, but that's like, that's why every space has to be unique to you. And that's where, like, for myself, I rebel a lot from like going, like, from wanting to like go to like the big box stores and, and to get those pieces. Every now and again, they have like a really nice piece, but I couldn't. There's people that'll go get the whole living room set. And it's just like, you go to their house and you're just like, cool, like, it's nice. It is nice, but it's like, you got the little, you have a West Elm showroom in your, like, your house is literally a West Elm showroom. It could be a set you know yeah and that's just kind of weird it just kind of and but for some people that's great you yeah know? Not, it's not like for some, me. but like especially <laughs> if you're more like on, in that creative side like you have because some people right. are like i honestly They're don't know artsy. what i would do so right, right. it just it makes sense but yeah yeah i i feel like that this is something i've noticed the the more money people have a lot of times when they want to do custom things their house starts to, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have good style. Right. Like bad style is magnified with money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, just cause you're buying the nicest things does not mean you have style at all. And I think that that's like just something to think about if you're not in the place where you can spend a ton of money on like decorating your space. Like you're saying with the drop cloths, it's like usually simple is always better. And like, just get creative. Like I, but be true to you. That's yeah. the most important yeah. part because it's just like we were talking about with clothes and stuff. You can tell when something doesn't fit someone's. So yeah. like I've been in people's homes where I'm just like, this is super nice. You hired a design. Like this is not at all. Like you're not artsy. Like you're like, you're not a person to put flair on things. Like yeah. you did not like, you definitely had someone come in here. Which and, is okay. <laughs> yeah. No, which is, I think that's, <laughs> this has turned I, into an interior. Yeah, design. Well, we're interior design. It's funny. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Uh, I'm saying you'll be a lot happier. We'll, we'll cut all this out because we're just we've been ranting about this. But wait, but I have some I have some good to say. Okay, oh, no, okay. I'm still listening to what yeah. you're finishing. Um, yeah, well, we're just going deep on the interior design thing. But, but think, none, nonetheless, yeah. it goes about when you don't like if you're trying to wear clothes just to like look a certain way. It's I. It's clear as day. It's like that person's uncomfortable. You like that's right it, that's yeah. not like. You know, yeah. And that's my whole point with or just creating your spaces, like create a space that's unique to you, whatever the hell that looks like, just do it for you. Because like whenever like you have to live in it, you have to be in it. You're going to spend a lot of time in it. Ideally, it's something that, you know, keeps your cup filled. Yeah. And makes not, you happy. Exactly. Th this is a quote about style. Style is not a display of wealth, but an expression of imagination. For sure. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. Is that a Jay Z quote or no? Uh, no, I don't know. Who, I don't know whose quote that was. Next one: Never let 
someone think for you. I think it's super important that hmm. uh, at 32, you know, I, I went along with the crowd for so long when I was young. I would just like say yes to things because the 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 general groups decided they wanted to go do this or wanted to go here or whatever it may be or with business or views uh, on politics, politics or whatever it may be. There's just so many different things, times in my life where I just like, kind of just like rolled with it. Uh, and again, created, a, you know, found myself not living in my truth yeah. because it wasn't true to me. I just went along with it. So what did it do? It ended up creating a lot of tension <laughs> in my life. Uh, and it made things again, more challenging, more difficult. And, uh, you know, that's another major difference at 32 is I think a hundred percent for myself, like whether I agree with, Anyone like I don't care yeah. who you are. I don't see anyone as an like. I don't look at like I think authorities can be dangerous, and a lot of people look at authority as like this figure is the all being, all knowing figure, and we must uh, we must listen. And I just don't. I just that's just not true. And so uh, think for yourself, educate yourself, listen, communicate with other people, talk, yeah. get outside of your box, and, and 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 go, you know, go formulate your own, you know answers to these questions and i know a lot of people have a lot of questions and a lot of things they they think about but i think it's just really important to to think for yourself yeah that's good i think that is really important and i think that when again this might just be like an old an old person talking but i feel like when people are young they worry a lot about what other people think. So they're afraid to question. And so they're afraid to be like well i know you said that but is that actually true or to like go against the grain, I feel like it's a little bit harder when you're younger because it's like you don't have the experience. You don't know if you disobey or if somebody's like, this is what you should do. But you're like, yeah, but this is what my heart's saying. It's like it takes courage to like go against that. And I think as you get older, you realize that like no one really knows anything. We're all figuring out as <laughs> we go. Still, and every, like at every... Yeah, I think I think too when you're young you like walk into a room full of people and you're like, "Oh my god, everyone's looking at my shoes and they're looking at my pants and like am I is my fit good or is this thing right or is that right?" And like you realize later on that like nobody cares and everyone's just worried about themselves. Right. It's magnified though when yeah. you're young. We talked about this yeah. the other day how yeah. like when you're young you feel like you're the center of the like you feel yeah. like you're you just feel a lot more important than yeah. you really are. To you're like, just like a blip <laughs> on anyone else's radar that the same as someone else is a blip on your radar unless you like really care about them it's like most people are just in the periphery but when you can take the focus off yourself it's like it, it makes life so much easier it makes it easier to say no or to be like yeah i know you said that but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that mm-hmm. yeah. um so yeah that was a that was a big one i think another one uh would be like personal responsibility too uh, at 32, like I realize I'm the only person that has to live with the results of my actions. Yeah. Like I am, uh, now my actions can't affect other people. Yeah. Right. But I have to live with the results of, of, of the way I live, the things I say and all these different things. And that's something I didn't realize at 22, you know, a decade ago, uh, I, I was a victim I was in more in that scarcity mm. mindset and I was a victim and everything was happening to me. I wasn't the creator of anything. I was just like this, this kid going through life reacting to, you know, to, Oh, 
it's because we started this company during the recession and this is this is why we're not doing well or it's because of this or it's because of that or whatever it may be and it's just like and you just sulk in your own victimhood and then you all feel like victims and then you attract more victims and it goes it goes all back to that energy like yeah. you like become this ball of like nonsense and your yeah. whole circle your whole world around you is nonsense but it feels feels real like you feel like yeah like we're all upset we're all mad because we're all victims of like this this <laughs> thing and then like and we all just egg each other on and then like when you pull yourself out of that and you see that and you're like holy cow like it's so toxic. You're like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. You can right. always find an excuse for anything. For sure. It's like, no matter, you like, this is a very coach thing to say, but it's like, you can have excuses or you can have results. Right. And it's like, what do you want to show up with that day? Do you want right. to show up with excuses? Because that it's going to feel one way or you can show up with the results. Be like, despite all of this stuff, here's what we're able to do. Or here's what I was able to overcome. Or here's this or that. Well, I guess to add to that taking responsibility thing, I think when when I was young too, part of me, you know, living in that scarcity and that fear, you also have like this, you, you think someone's going to come save you. Like you genuinely think like there's going to be like this person or something that's going to save you from, from this. Hmm. Uh, and that's just not like, that's just not true. Yeah. Like no one cares about you that like there's not, someone's not just going to show up and be like, Hey, here you go. I want you to run my company. You seem like a, yeah. you, like it just doesn't. You seem like a kid with a lot of excuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you more responsibility because yeah. <laughs> you can clearly handle what you already have. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, at, at that vibration, like it's like, it's like the same thing with like, it's like lotto ticket thinking. Like you genuinely, you just think that something out of the, you He's know, out of nowhere is yeah. just going to come and just fall in your lap. Uh, and so, I feel so much more, I feel so much more active too. And in the game, like taking 100% responsibility, yep. it creates so much more harmony within my being too. Cause I don't, I'm not ever, uh, I'm not ever upset with anyone. Like you guys don't hear me coming in here and like talking down on people and being like, Oh, this person sucks or that. Like, Cause I don't, no one does anything. I don't allow anyone to do anything to me. Yep. Nothing is done to me, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, I take responsibility and I take responsibility for how I react to things. Cause that's all I can handle is my reaction. DJ and people can call me names and say whatever. Uh, but You're so old. He always calls him names. Yeah. My real name caller. That's me. Uh, but face, uh, but you know what I mean? just in his, yeah. in his example context, like people yeah. can say whatever. And it's like, all you have is your reaction. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, and that's it. Yeah. And once you become so, like when you take responsibility, especially of your reactions to things, you just start creating the world around you versus the world happening to you. And, and, and all these people like, oh, I just lived in so much pain because I had so much trauma that I felt was created by other people. Like just had all these people. And like, I literally had like a journal of blame where I had just all these people in my <laughs> life of blame. where I just that's like <laughs> blame them for things that just literally had nothing to do with them at the end of the day, yeah. you know? Well, there's always, there's always going to be people like, there's always going to be those people and mm -hmm. you can, you can blame them or you can own it and you can break out of the reaction cycle by owning being like, no matter what happens, no matter what this person does, 
no matter what the situation, the outcome of this situation is like, I'm going to own it. I'll take responsibility for it, whether or not it's all your responsibility, but it's like, you just own the situation and you can take the power back. I hit my corner. I hit the corner of my car trying to go into the garage and I was, DJ was parked behind me, like behind <laughs> my garage, and there wasn't enough space for me to get in. I tried to slide through, and I ended up uh, hitting the side of my car in the garage and scratching up the side of my car. And it was just like no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, well, whatever. I, like, I could blame DJ, but, <laughs> but I choose not to. <laughs> but there's yeah, people. Yeah, he came in and like, was like, I just did this. Like, yeah. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. But there's people that literally would be like, bro, like. Why you why why you parked so close to the garage? You didn't leave enough space, and now I just hit my car. And it's just like, well, I didn't do that. You could have yeah. just asked me to move my car. Like, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> In your that's defense, you did example. ask me. Um, but it's just like one of those things. Someone hit my car in the Trader Joe's parking lot, and I was just like, and I and the funny thing is, when I pulled in, I was like, this is kind of tight. I'm like, but a responsible in my head, I said a responsible person could get in their car and get out. A responsible person. Uh, and I should, mm. at that moment, the fact that I even had to yeah. like, say, yeah. like, respond. Yeah. Because the like, Trader Joe's parking really cares, lot was like, tight. I care. They wouldn't hit my car. Right. <laughs> but or no just one a cares. good person. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. like, I wouldn't, like, I'd be that person that's like, oh, dang, idiot or whatever. You know, probably wouldn't say idiot yeah. nowadays. But yeah. I would just probably go, okay, they're parked close, but yeah. I can get in and get out. Yeah. Um. Anywho, I wasn't like, upset. I was just kind of like, did it to themselves. I'm just like, I shouldn't have probably parked. <laughs> <laughs> Just punched my water bottle right off the table. <laughs> yeah. You're wild, bro. Yeah. Um, I had too yeah, much coffee today. I am. <laughs> a skill that I wish I would have started practicing, you know, when I was, you know, a decade ago at 22 was visualization. Uh, being it, especially as a, as an artist, like if you're an art, if you're creative and you and you haven't developed your your visualization skills you are missing out on so much. It's also exciting at the same time because like you're, there's so much more potential, like being able, it's one thing to be able to be in like Photoshop and, and be creating things. It's a whole nother ball game when you can be in your mind and be creating things in your head and be using Photoshop anytime, any day, you know, music, what, whatever it may be to be able to visualize your home, your building or whatever it may be. Uh, it's just, it's been a huge game changer for me, especially for attracting with, you know, what I want in my life. I feel like I, for a lot of my time when I was young, I was working so hard, but I didn't really know what I was working towards. So I'm exerting all this energy. But if you ask me what I was doing it all for, I couldn't really tell you, didn't really know, uh, because I, I would just pick up oh, cause I want to be successful. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, what does that, you know, what does that mean? To you? Like, what does that look like? What is like? What is that picture? What is successful? Like, what does that even mean? Uh, and if you don't have an idea of what that picture looks like, uh, it's going to be really hard to end. You're just, you know, what are you really working towards? If you don't know what you're, if you can't truly visualize the future that you're trying to build, then what are you really working towards? And so I think being able to visualize that and see, you know, you know, whether you're trying to manifest something into your life or whatever it may be, uh, where attention goes, energy flows. And so I've just realized that the more attention and visualizations I put on the things that I want out of my life, even, even interactions with people, like I might be going to see someone and it's like, uh, like sometimes it, it, it can be a little rough being with this person, whatever. Like, let me, 
let me visualize the love and us having a really good time and everything going really well. And like, and it helps, and I'm coming in with that energy yeah. and I'm coming into this, this situation with that, that feel and that vibe, uh, well, I think it almost always plays out yeah. that way. It's so, you know. Well, it's also like your position. You you are thinking about the situation, but you're also like going inside and you're having positive expectation about what's going to happen. And so normally you might be you might be triggered by the negative, but you're being like, okay, I'm choosing to see the positive because that's the way the outcome is going to go. And then you're like hoping for that. And so when, when positive does happen, then you're like, okay, cool. This is what I imagined. Right. And I think positive expectation is so huge because... It, you're training yourself to focus on what's good. Well, you create those outcomes too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you hear athletes talk about that, like yeah. how they visualize seeing the basket, you know, they close their eyes cause they visualize seeing them making the free throw. And then all of a sudden they open and it's just smack. Yeah. And they already knew it. They felt yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I've experienced things like that with, with brands we work with, with deals, with various things to where I've, I've, I feel so confident going into these situations because like a I'm prepared B I take full responsibility C I've seen it. Like I've, I've, I've literally seen this. Yeah. I've played this through my head and I've, and I've, and I've felt it and I, I'm not, and I have abundance, yeah. you know, and I don't feel any fear or scarcity yeah. or lack of, or anything, you know, like that. And, and for myself, it's created, you know, insane, results and i'm getting better and i still feel like i'm i i like i i i utilize visualization but i feel like i'm still like at its infancy i yeah. just started doing it like in 20 i don't know probably like 19 and really so in. yeah and i go in and out like even the house i'm i'm living in now i remember vision i remember seeing the windows and seeing the forest and seeing you know certain things and then all of a sudden it materialized yeah and that's a trippy experience to like makes you start looking at things a little differently when 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 that starts to happen a lot more often and yeah. you're just kind of like this is interesting yeah like I, I think it comes to from having white space like I think that people want to fill up all of their time because it's hard to be to sit with your thoughts and it's hard to do anything and if you don't have the white space to actually think then you like it's the same thing like we talked about editing your life and like there's friends who might take up like all of your energy you have to leave room for yourself to imagine and and if you're filling up all of your time with netflix and then you jump onto your phone and then you jump to this and you jump to that if you don't create the space right you it'll it'll just life will will suck all of that out of you and like you won't unless you're like intentional about carving out like I need time to like dream or to think or to do these things. I know I do that like once or twice a week. I'll be like, I'm just going to go to this place with no agenda and I just need to sit and I need to think and I need to write down a couple of things. But I, I, I'm not going to do anything else but like imagine what's next. And yeah. Just be okay with a little bit of silence, a little bit of white space. Well, that's everything. Yeah. I mean, we, we do spend a lot of time entertaining ourselves in ways that, I mean, entertainment's entertainment. You could get the same entertainment by practicing your visualization. Yeah. But it's a lot more, uh, like one is a lot more beneficial to you than the other. Like, you, like I can tell you, I've watched some Netflix in my day and some HBO. <laughs> 
I don't really have like a strong takeaway. Like it's not like, yeah, HBO changed my life. Game of Thrones really just up, took me to the next level of of whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, you're taking whatever the writer or director, whatever their takeaway is, you're, they're kind of like force feeding you that idea or that concept or like even the subtle undertones of TV and stuff. It's like, you're having to, you're, you're receiving the message from them right. and, and yes, you can interpret it, but it's kind of like they're giving you, they're telling you what to think for sure. To be honest. And I, I mean, I enjoy a good story, right? And there's some stuff, but I guess what I'm getting at is kill your TV. No. Is <laughs> developing your imagination will reap huge benefits yeah. for you and will bring a lot of joy back to your life and it'll bring you so much more fulfillment. And a lot of us, you know, a lot of people feel empty uh, and they wonder why. And I think that's a big part of it is like living a life with no imagination is like, dude, that's just, it's just bland. You know, it scares me thinking about that, like not, you know, living just like a dry, unimaginative life is just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Um, so. What do you think about that, V? Deep. <laughs> Deep. I, I feel like that's my worst fear is being boring and like having a boring life. Vanilla. I think my my worst fear was always uh, that, but it was like not because like I got a lot of energy and like sometimes I feel like I'm just like, bro, you are wild. Like, like I look around, I'm like, you're like wild, wild. You got a lot of energy, bro. Uh, and my biggest fear is like not letting that out, like letting that weird, just wild, energetic person shine. And that's what you know, that was a big fear of me. Um, that was a huge fear of mine for a long time was like mm. not letting the real per like the real soul that, that soul letting it dance. Yeah. Um, it's no longer a fear. Here we are. Do you feel like you created habits in your twenties that you're reaping the benefits of now in your thirties? That's a good question. That is a good question. Or are there any that you wish you would have started earlier? Um, you know, I, I, I could look at all these habits and, and, and. Or disciplines, I guess I could say might be a better word. I've always kind of been a morning person. So that discipline I think has, has been effective for me, but I also like, I don't think you need to be a morning person to, to like, I guess the more I think like at 32, I look at, I look back, I think, ha I think habits have a place at a certain time. I think as you become more of a developed human, I feel like habits, habits are almost like these training things you use for like a dog. And it's really great. Like they know how to sit, they know how to do all these things. Uh, but what you really want is like autonomous intelligence. And I feel like as I get older, I don't, I, I'm, I have these habits that have turned into disciplines that are now like, just kind of like a way, like a lifestyle, a way of life, but I don't necessarily need any of these things. Uh, I don't, I'm not like I have to, I'm up at a certain time every morning right. and then I do this and I do that where I used to be a lot more structured uh, and like I said, I think that that was there was a time in my life where that was super necessary. Yeah. But I feel like I've become more, uh, whatever you want to call it, spiritually advanced, intellectually advanced, evolutionary advanced from my own evolution or whatever it may be. But like I'm at a state 
to where I don't need to like be checking off all these boxes to, to, to keep. It's to- honestly probably because you created those habits early on. That's what I'm guessing. It's like the habits become your philosophy in life that then become like your just way of being and you don't have to think about it anymore because you've practiced, you've done it, you've seen the benefit of it. And so now you're like, yeah, I don't have to like, it's not about the time that you wake up. It's about like, this is the time that you're productive. And so your brain is just like, now I understand that, but I'm sure it's from developing like some level of discipline. I would agree. Because if if I ever do get in a funk, I go back to, I can, I can, I can diagnose like why I'm in a funk so fast. It's just like, Oh, um, you did that. You, you ate like crap twice, two nights in a row. You didn't do yoga in the morning and you haven't been doing this thing that you love or whatever it may be. And it's just like, and I can instantly just like make that adjustment. Yeah. But there's a, there's a quote from a book. Uh, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Mm. Yeah. Love that. It's like you can want you can want everything, but it's like, do you have the systems in place to actually do it? Well, it's like an intelli- like, I guess when I said intelligence, it's almost like AI. Like AI has to, it has to use repetition, right? Mm-hmm. It needs patterns to learn. But once it has it, it has it. It doesn't need to like keep shooting through those those patterns. And I guess as a human, I guess. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like when you're young and you're trying to, because I'm still in a puppy like stage, Yeah, you know, it's like, yo, you really need to have like this rigorous schedule of like, you get up, you let the dog out, you train with them for this amount of time. And like, as a human, as a, as a 20 year old, you know, as a 22 year old, I needed that. Yeah. Uh, but as I've gotten older, um, yeah, it's just, it's become a part of just who I am. Uh, and it's not something I, I need to, to really think about. And I have all these different tools within my, my self that I've learned over the years that I can implement yeah. at any time, depending on, like I said, I can, I can just like, it's, instinct. it's like a car. It's like yeah. being on the racetrack. It's like you're doing laps and you pull off pit stop and it's just like quick diagnostic. They're just like, boop, boop, boop. We need air. We need this. This needs tightening. And it's just like, boom. And you're back off the road versus being off, you know, leaving yeah. the race and just not showing up until whatever it may be. And yeah. I feel like, uh, as I get older, I'm able to just like stay on the track. The yeah. game is a lot more, I'm getting so much more time in the game of life, whether it's, you know, work relationships, friendships, things like that. I feel like I'm, I'm spending so much more time living and a lot less time just like in this like pain and and sorrow or whatever it may you know whatever distraction or 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 thing it may be i got a i got a couple more uh life takeaways okay um this this is one that definitely like late 20s kind of started kicking in for me but it's a quality is never an accident so like when something's good there's usually reasons why it's good it's not doesn't just good just doesn't just happen really good it takes like intentional effort um and i think early on like you can hope for things to be good but if you don't put in the work like what do you expect yeah. honestly i see a lot of young people they like want things to be the best but they're like not doing the best things right <laughs> 
I think in, intentions, you said that that's a, another thing I would add to the list of things that I've learned is setting intentions, setting like I do that for everything now, whether it's eating food, whether it's prepping a meal, whether it's getting on a phone call with a client or that's going out on a trip with my fiance or going with a friend, whatever it may be. I think setting intentions uh, really does help the stage. Like it, there really is magic uh, to that. I think I told you guys a story about my buddies and I setting the intention of spreading the rest, uh, spreading our love into the restaurant. No. And then I didn't tell you guys that. So Dave Romero and Donish and I were sitting at St. Lawrence Gridiron and we decided to hold hands and we're like, yo, like let's, let's try to fill this room with love. And so we like just extreme focus to filling the entire room with love for like two minutes. We're in the back corner. No one can really see us. And then all of a sudden we let go and we start having a good time and you can feel the vibe just like kick up and it became a little bit more lively in, in the restaurant. But the craziest thing was like 25 minutes later, some lady and a husband from the front of the restaurant came to the back around the corner to where our table was and was like, Hey, we were just kind of like called over here and we just wanted to tell you guys that you guys is like you can feel your guys's energy in the room and it's really made for like a much more pleasant experience for us in the restaurant. And like, we just wanted to come and tell you guys that that's what this oh dude's God. wife said to us. And we were just looked at each other and we were just like, and it was like this weird moment of like how, like we knew that we filled the room with love. Like we, we know that's real. We know that through our intentions that we can literally change the energy in a space, but it was crazy to get that confirmation. Like, Right yeah, after like it, it was almost immediately. Yeah, it was such a wild. It was just like a. This is beautiful. Like we got to do this all the time. Like yeah. we, you know, like we That's just got to awesome. spread love like everywhere we go. Um, and so yeah, intentions is just is such a such a big thing. That was it. That was it for me. Oh man, one. That was awesome. One more to add. Fire. Well, uh, that's a wrap. So yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed. 32 learned some great lessons over the years and i hope you guys enjoyed hearing some of these lessons i hope there's some takeaways and some things that you guys can implement or at least use to evaluate uh, and elevate your life and circumstances um i guess uh until next time we'll see you guys back on another episode of creative clubhouse be sure to follow us on instagram at art of visuals be sure to give us uh a give us a call yep if you guys have questions if you have comments uh anything you're curious about or if something uh resonated with you um give us a call at 208-391-2844 2844 fofo fofo 2844 let me see if we got any calls i almost wanted to play some of my birthday voicemails i got some good ones yo this guy a you're looking hella younger than you ever. Yeah. That skin looking shiny, bro. <laughs> you got to your skin resume. <laughs> um, and, um, dude, I just got back to New York, man. So it's it's game from now on. Super excited. Um, but yeah, bro, let's catch up very, very soon. So happy you enjoyed your birthday. Enjoy uh, the rest of your uh, weekend. And I'll, uh, I'll speak to you very, very soon, my man. Oh, sick. That does not sound like him at all. You deserve it.